Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you today. We've got a big day in the world of football, a big weekend in the world of football with the FA Cup. Uh, you know, okay. I'll try, to, I'll try to hype it up, shall we? Big weekend in the world of football with the FA Cup. Okay, I'm not that excited about the FA Cup, at least not these earlier rounds, but... We do have some interesting matchups, and I will be going down every game and giving you my betting picks if you wanted to put a few bub on them uh, at your favorite uh, online sports book. And I'm going to tell you what my one is in just a moment. But really, on top of that, the other stories, of course, are the opening of the transfer window. And, you know, it's always funny. Once sort of January hits and the window opens, you, it's not just the transfer window opening. It's a little like you get a look through the window maybe into some of the goings-on at some of your favorite clubs, and you may be surprised at what you see. So we're going to talk about that. The best way to reach me, Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. And I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific. That's 3 a.m. on the East Coast on these very networks. And I would like to take this opportunity to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is wonderful to be talking to you. And if you miss any part of the show, don't worry. You can catch us on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, or anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, whether, uh, Apple iTunes, whether that's uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. We're there. Just search World Soccer Radio, that is absolutely uh, the best way to find it. And I do hope you will subscribe. That way you can download me into your, you know, your inbox, into your media player, and listen to my dulcet tones while you're on the loo or on the exercise bike or in the car or whatever if you just don't happen to be listening live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network or Sirius XM. We're also on iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. We're everywhere that you want to be. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break, and we'll come right back, get ready to kick it off here, World Soccer Radio, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and live on Sirius XM. Uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Nick Gieber with you here on this wonderful Friday. Uh, we got lots to talk about in terms of football matches because we have the FA Cup coming up this weekend. And, uh, you know, I have become a little jaded, I will admit. Okay, I, I, I'll admit it right now. I've become a little bit jaded on the FA Cup. For me, uh, you know, not just the FA Cup, but all the cup competitions. Probably, in fact, probably less the FA Cup, say, than the League Cup, okay? I mean, we do have some Premier League matchups, Man United, Villa, West Ham, Leeds, Leicester, Watford. Uh, but, you know, on the whole, that's a little bit of a snooze fest, right? 
But never fear. If you like to watch the FA Cup, if you like the excitement of the cup competitions, and lots of people do, they're a great place if you want to make a little money on some sports betting. It kind of makes it a bit more fun. A bit more fun. And there is no place that I prefer, there's no better place to place a bet on the FA Cup, quite frankly, than betonline.ag. They have everything you want. I have been betting and using betonline.ag for a long time. Long before they were even a sponsor of this show. Uh, and a disclaimer, I'm not a massive sports better. I mean, I don't bet thousands of dollars. I bet tens of dollars and hundreds. If I, uh, a hundred, maybe, if I really feel good about something. So, yeah, I'm a dabbler. I'm a dibbler. I'm just a recreational player. But I love it. It's so much fun. It makes a lot of these games that otherwise would be bit of, maybe a bit of a snooze fest for you. Uh, more interesting. I mean, who would have thunk last year Leicester City would have beat Chelsea for the FA Cup, right? I mean, really, we have to go back to, what, 2007, 2008 for a bigger upset? Where Portsmouth beat Cardiff City? Uh, you know, sadly, the FA Cup, which should be, you know, a little bit more interesting in terms of people that win it and, you know, that sort of stuff, more upsets. It is a, it's, just, it's a who's who of, you know, the biggest teams in the world, right? But never mind. There is always that Leicester City possibility. There is always that Pompey possibility. And that's why people love the FA Cup. So let's get back to betonline.ag. They've got everything you might want for betting. And right now there's a special promotion at betonline.ag a, a special promotion. And what this is, is right now, if you open an account at betonline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you will receive a 50% of welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's really that simple. And they've got basketball, gridiron, NHL, boxing, UFC, of course, all the soccer, Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, blah, blah, you name it, they have it. The fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Don't wait to take advantage of the incredible offers available to you. Bet Online is where the game starts, and we are presented to you by betonline.ag. Uh, really fun stuff. But it, it, it is interesting because in many respects, and I'll get into this a bit more as we uh, as we sort of get into more of the meat of the program. I mean, uh, I like the cup competitions, and I think people in general like the cup competitions because they're an elimination competition. Anything can happen. I mean, we will all agree that over a 38-game season, the cream will generally rise to the top. In general, the best teams will always win the Premier League. It's not that way in the cup competitions. You can get crazy, crazy situations. I mean, if you were telling me Arsenal were the best team in 2019, 2020, I would tell you you are smoking something that you shouldn't be. But they did win the FA Cup. You've had Arsenal are perennial FA Cup winners with the most FA Cup wins of all teams 
with 14. Followed only by Manchester United with 12, Chelsea with 8, Tottenham with 8, Liverpool with 7, and Villa with 7. By the way, Newcastle United uh, lost one in 1955, but they still have uh, um, six wins under their belt. Liverpool last won the FA Cup a long time ago. What, 16 years ago? Something like that? Arsenal, Man United, these teams have dominated the FA Cup. Arsenal more than any. And it's funny because, you know, they've dominated the FA Cup, yet in many respects Arsenal have, you know, really failed to dominate much of anything else. They don't dominate Europe. They haven't dominated the Premier League. But when it comes to the FA Cup, they are FA Cup specialists. Don't ever bet against the Gunners in an FA Cup round. We'll talk about that in a little bit more detail. So that's coming up. The transfer window. I mentioned before the break... I look at the transfer window. We're going to start talking about that on the other side here in just a second. One of the things that I love about the transfer window, particularly the January window, everybody sort of bemoans the fact that, you know, there aren't that many really, really big impact January signings. I I want to say... I want to say Luis Suarez is probably uh, one of the most impactful, right? I mean, if we look at, uh, for example, uh, the Premier League alone, I would think that, I'm trying to think, okay, I know Luis Suarez was January, Obama Yang was a January window, oh yeah, and of course Bruno Fernandes uh, was January signings. By the way, he is definitely... Uh, was a great signing for Man United, as Luis Suarez was for Liverpool. Some of the others, and I, uh, hold on, uh, the guys are giving me a list here. Oh, cool, thank you. Um, here we go. Azamir Begovic, the goalkeeper with Stoke. Uh, Ivanovic, Branislav Ivanovic with Chelsea. Uh, Nemanja Vidic, v- oh, of course. Virgil van Dijk. The Winter Window Phenom. Thank you, guys. I didn't forget that one. I, I knew Suarez or Bamiyang. <laughs> I, I, I got those. Uh, Evra, Bruno Fernandez, Matic, Jesse Lingard, Aubameyang, and, of course, Luis Suarez, who uh, was signed for $22.8 million, by the way. And same thing with Coutinho. He was a, a winter signing. So, you know, there have been some big winter signings, but... In general, uh, that's not really what you get. Most of the time, uh, you know, it's 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 sort of value buys, and part of it is the value of players just goes up enormously over the winter because there's fewer players available. Uh, you know, on, on the other side, the one thing that I do love about the January window, as I mentioned, is that if anything, it provides a window into your team. You get to understand just that bit more about what's going on behind the scenes of your team. It's when players and agents posture. It's when management and ownership do some posturing. It's awesome stuff. I love it, and I think you will love it too. 
All right. Um, this is World Soccer Radio. When we come back, let's get into the window, see who's doing what, to whom, when, and how. Uh, I will be back with you. Don't forget to make me a regular part of your week, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast, right here on these networks and the podcast. You can find us at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're presented by BetOnline.ag. I'll be right back. TV party. You know, does anybody even have that anymore? You know, with the resurgence of streaming, uh, or the resurgence, with the emergence of streaming and binge watching and, and, you know, Netflix dropping uh, and Amazon dropping entire seasons, and I suppose I'd say Apple TV as well, dropping entire seasons in one drop kind of takes away. But I think we've discussed this before on the show, so I really don't want to repeat myself. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. We're presented by betonline.ag. Uh, before the break, I was saying that one of the great things about the January transfer window isn't so much the players that transfer. We've already established that there are some good transfers, uh, Coutinho and Suarez and Bruno Fernandes and Virgil van Dijk. Are all, we're all January transfers, but on the whole... There just aren't nearly as many. First of all, the window's shorter than it is in the summer. Second of all, <clears throat> players get bedded in with teams, and so there's less options available. Players are still generally in contracts. Most contracts generally expire in the summer. So uh, there's a whole range of issues uh, as to why January isn't, in general, that robust of a window. But one of the cool things that it does, it gives you an insight into your team because what happens is players start posturing for a number of things. Number one, a new contract, if their contracts are coming up in the summer. Number two, a transfer to another club, if that's in fact what they want. Number three, they start posturing for mo money. Are we surprised? Or mo playing time. There we go. More money or more playing time. Or they try to get the manager fired or a change here or they start to, you know, just generally let them know what level of gruntledness they are, whether they're disgruntled or not. And, 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 and we're seeing this right now in the transfer window. And, I, and I'm going to give you some examples. Of course, uh, you know, we had the situation with Romelu Lukaku at Chelsea. Uh, I think that actually happened before the window opened. But in prep, just to make sure that we weren't, you know, getting too complacent, uh, Lukaku started talking about how unhappy he is at Chelsea and really starts wanting to um, position himself for a move. But it's not just Lukaku. He's not alone in this. I mean, there are a range of other players that have been doing some quality whining. And there comes a point, I'm just thinking right now, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, supposedly Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't like Ralph Ragnick. And in point of fact, I think the dysfunction at Manchester United is um, in and of itself 
a microcosm or a macrocosm because United are a huge team about you know what happens. It's not just limited to United and Anthony Martial, and we'll go through all the disgruntled United players here in a minute. I mean, it's also Everton. I mean, Rafa Benitez forced to come out and say Lucas Digne is off to leave the club. He hasn't played since the beginning of December, but he wants out. You know, you've got Antonio Rudiger making sort of statements because he's got a new contract buzzing around out there. Of course, you've got the situation of Borussia Dortmund with Erling Brad Haaland, who's bitching and moaning and wanting to sign for Barcelona. I don't know where they're finding the money, but okay. It just, it, it comes in waves in the transfer window. It's being reported that Ronaldo could leave United this summer if he doesn't approve of who the club bring in as a permanent manager. I'm going to talk about Ralph Ragnick in a second, okay? Then you've got the situation with Paul Pogba. You know, the guy that United bought for a huge amount, sold for nothing, bought back at a massive amount, and now apparently whose contract is going to expire and is going to take a walk, he's being offered £400,000 a week to sign a contract so that basically they can sell him, otherwise he's going to leave on a free in the summer. I mean, that's nuts, right? Then you had Philip Coutinho at Barcelona, who was not getting playing time. Big money signing, never really worked for them. Now Coutinho has just signed with Aston Villa and his old mate, Stevie G. And speaking of signings, I mean, Coutinho, okay, so Coutinho goes back to Stevie G. Life is happy, all buddies together. Uh, the situation not quite as happy at Man United, where apparently Ralph Ragnick has had to come out and told it and tell his players to be professional. Here's who currently is disgruntled at Old Trafford. Anthony Martial, he wants to leave, uh, and he's talking, and they're talking with Sevilla. You've got Jesse Lingard, Donny Vanderbeek, Dean Henderson, Eric Bailly, Juan Mata. They're not getting playing time. They are not happy campers at all. Then you've got guys like Mata, Pogba, and Cavani, who has contracts, who have contracts that are going to run out at the end of the season. Then you've got guys, particularly Pogba, right? And then you've got Cristiano Ronaldo uh, out there talking about whether he should he stay or should he go. What's he going to do? I mean, you know, it, it, it's very, very, very odd. Compounding this is the fact that, you know, Ralph Ragnick is not really, I mean, okay, he is, um, he's like, you know, they, they say those that can do and those that can't teach. Um, it's probably not a fair statement, but we've all heard that. Um, Ralph Ragnick is kind of like one of these, textbook type of managers i mean his management chops really go back to just a few seasons at leipzig and to top it all off he brings in chris armis and ewan sharp as his trainers and um that is a problem and i'm going to tell you why man united pr players are not happy 
with the situation with the trainers to begin with. They loved Michael Carrick, and he went, well, I mean, he wasn't sacked with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but, you know, they, people were expecting him to stay because um, if you remember, he was in charge on an interim basis once uh, Solskjaer left. But he left, supposedly to, quote, spend more time with his family. I mean, it's a guy that's been at United since 2006. Then they lost the goalkeeping coach. Kieran McKenna is another coach. These have all gone after Solskjaer. And again, remember, Solskjaer, club legend, kind of nasty the way they dug out the pieces around him. And then he brings in Chris Armas, who is a guy that has no major league experience. I'm sorry, I'm not talking about major league soccer. The players are not convinced with Chris Armas. They don't think he knows enough to be a coach slash trainer. I mean, he's essentially the number two guy at United. United squad members are said to feel they need more direction. And despite Armas focusing on the club's defense, they're still leaking goals. Big trouble. Again, January window. Very much like a magnifying glass, magnifying those issues. Man United, for sure, is an absolute mess. So now you can ask yourself, who's to blame? I don't want to play the blame game. Uh, you know, a 1-0 loss at home to Wolves is pretty bloody awful, let's be honest. And coming up in the Premier League on the 15th, they're going to be uh, going to Villa Park to play Aston Villa, a newly resurgent team. Although coming off losses to Chelsea and, and Brentford, of all people. Big game. But it is Stevie G, and there's that hatred of Man United. So there's a lot more going on with this next match than you just might think. So, again, big trouble, big trouble, big trouble. United are 20 points off, excuse me, 22 points off Man City right now, although two games in hand. I mean, that is absolutely shocking, right? Lots of teams looking for lots of people in January. Whether they find them or not, I mean, Arsenal, what do they need? And we'll do a little bit of this on the other side. Arsenal need a central striker, right? I mean, they've got issues with Aubameyang. They've got issues with Lacazette, who's striker, who's striker, who's, uh, whose contract is, uh, is coming up. Arsenal have only scored 33 goals on the season which is not a lot when you compare it to the 52 of Liverpool and the 53 of Manchester City if they want to trade and fight with the big boys. Brentford probably looking for a right back. And, you know, it's unfortunate for the Bees because they have really had a ton of injuries. 
And then you've got a slew of teams looking for, you know, the Holy Grail, the Unicorn. Brighton, Burnley, the B teams, all looking for strikers. So's Man City, by the way. All right, I've got to go to break. When we come back, let's continue this a little bit and then get into the FA Cup. World Soccer Radio. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. We're going to get into all of our FA Cup picks. Uh, but before we do, we were having a brief chinwag about some of the teams and what they may need. Uh, we discussed a little bit about Burnley and, Bre- and Brighton needing strikers. Uh, Chelsea... Um, I don't know. I, I don't think Chelsea probably really looking to do anything. Crystal Palace definitely need a defensive midfielder. Everton need defensive help all over the place. Especially with Digne out the, on the way out. They're going to need a new left back, a new right back, a new back back. <laughs> Seamus Coleman not having the best of seasons. Um... Leeds United looking for centre-back. So's Leicester, by the way. Yeah, Leicester, again, defensively, they they really, really have to tighten up. Um, Liverpool, do they need anyone? I don't know. Not really. It's interesting. We're going to talk about Luis Diaz because it seems like for $60 that's a buy that Liverpool is making. But we've seen... We've seen this with Fenway quite a bit, by the way. They will sometimes buy a player that is at a good value and is a good player for the future, whether or not they necessarily need that player right now. You know, so do they need Luis Diaz? No. With Salah and Mane out, is it good to have Luis Diaz in? Sure. How long are they going to be out? I mean, they're just out for the AFCON. I mean, it's not going to be forever. But look, if you can get, what is he, 24 years old? He's supposedly one of the hottest young talents in Europe. And if you can get him and Liverpool can afford him and the deal is right, they should get him. And in some respects, that's got to be scary for other teams if this kid finally comes through. But we'll see. You know, City also. You know, City would love to see another central striker. Well, are they going to move for Erling Haaland? Uh, uh, you know, uh, they would love him. I don't see him going there for some reason. United need help everywhere defensively. Newcastle need help everywhere. Although they're apparently going to sign Kieran Trippier, which is really good. They're after Sven Boatman from Lille, despite Lille sale saying he's not up for sale. 
Um, I, I think what they're going to do, what Eddie Howard first is going to do, is tighten this team up defensively, and I think that's exactly what they have got to do. Norwich City, who knows what they need? They need a whole new team. Um, Tottenham uh, needs a new central midfielder. By the way, they have some injury problems as well. Um, interestingly enough, Weston McKinney, the uh, player on the U.S. men's national team, has been linked with a move to Tottenham. Um, but they need energy. They need someone that fits in with Conte's system. Uh, West Ham United need a striker again and a centre-back. They need to really tighten up that spine. And Wolves need someone with a bit more reliability on scoring. So that's kind of what people would look for in the January window. I'm not sure what we're going to get. It's possible we could get Diaz from Porto going to Liverpool, and that would be a shocker. All right, well, in the meantime, let's get to it, shall we? Because there are a fair number of... Um, FA Cup matches, and um, I've got all the odds here courtesy of betonline.ag. So let's run through them, shall we? Um, and we're going to do this as follows. We're going to take uh, league versus league as a way to look at it, okay? So let's start with Premier League versus non-league, what would be considered the absolute easiest matchup you could possibly get. You've got Stamford Bridge, you've got Chelsea against Chesterfield, uh, and you know, Chesterfield may be top of the National League, uh, and have a massive unbeaten run, but that unbeaten run will 100% end, uh, by the way, um, at Stamford Bridge uh, on Saturday. So you can rest assured that will be a Chelsea win. And uh, if you're asking me, I'm going to tell you what the uh, what the odds are, if I can find them on that one. And I, Chelsea Chesterfield, here we go. Uh, Chelsea are minus 2,000. Chesterfield plus 2,800. I will take Chelsea clearly on that one. Uh, Premier League versus League Two, Swindon versus Man City. I mean, come on. Uh, Man City definitely going to win. They are minus 1,600. Um, I could tell you that Swindon uh, have been sort of having difficulties off the pitch. Man City having none of that stuff. Um, and uh, I just it's just not going to happen. Port Vale, Brentford. This is kind of an interesting one. Now, in a normal world, I might say, you know what, maybe Brentford actually lose this game. But Port Vale have had a whole bunch of players out for COVID-related issues. They haven't actually played in a month. Now, the question is, if Brentford rotate the squad, do they kind of all just throw it away and just hope to keep everyone fit and happy for their Premier League maintenance season? Um, I'm going to take Brentford to win this one, though, uh, regardless, uh, because I think they will just show just a bit too much. And I do rather like Brentford. I've mentioned this before. Um, they are a, a very fun team to watch. They play really cool, uh, really nice, um, positive football. And I'm actually looking for the odds as we speak. It's a long list. And I have to kind of talk to you as I find it. I can't find the Brentford odds. So uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Premier League versus League One. It gets a little bit, little bit more interesting. Newcastle, Cambridge, United. Um, Cambridge came up from League Two. This is their first year in League One. Um, they have they have kind of goal problems. <clears throat> they have Wes Houlihan, by the way, in the squad, who's a Republic of uh, Ireland midfielder, um, but he's getting kind of old. <coughs> and um, they're going to St James's Park. They're going to try and uh, fill it with their supporters and fans. Uh, it doesn't matter though. I suspect Newcastle United will win that one, and I suspect you're not overly surprised at that one. They are minus four fifty five at home for the win. Uh, Charlton Norwich. Folks, I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to say Charlton Athletic will beat Norwich 
for this game, and I'm going to give you the uh, the odds if I can find them. I'm having trouble finding them here. It's just too many too many games on a piece of paper. Uh, Millwall, West Brom, Leicester, Wigan, QPR, Boreham, Barnsley. Nope, I don't have those odds, but I'm going to take Charlton Athletic to upset Norwich in the FA Cup. Liverpool, Shrewsbury. I'm clearly taking Liverpool on this match if they play it. Liverpool struggling uh, with quite a few um, with quite a few COVID casualties. Uh, Tottenham, Morecambe. Well, it's not Morecambe and Wise. It's Tottenham and Morecambe. And I'm going to have to take Tottenham Hotspur for this one too. And I can't find that match either. I'm really having a tough time. I hope you'll excuse me. I apologize. All right, that's the Premier League versus League One. Next up, Premier League versus Championship. Now we get more interesting. Burnley versus Huddersfield. Folks, I like Huddersfield for this match. First of all, they're very close geographically. No Sean Dyche because he's tested positive for COVID. And I really think Huddersfield's going to think they can take Burnley. I don't think Burnley are that good. I'm going to take Cuddersfield, plus 285. Next match, Millwall, Crystal Palace. I have to take Palace for this one. Plus 215. Again, all odds courtesy of betonline.ag. West Bromwich Albion versus Brighton. Mm. I'm going to take Brighton, plus 115. Hull Everton, despite Everton's issues, I'm going to take them. They're going to beat Hull. I I, I hate to just kind of constantly be giving you the uh, Premier League teams, but in general, with the exception of Burnley, uh, I don't see it. Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, also going to win, although they will make a meal of it, but they will still win this match. I will take Arsenal over Nottingham Forest. All right, let's move on. <coughs> Premier League versus Premier League. Leicester City versus Watford. I'm going to take Leicester City despite the injuries. And they have a lot of them. A lot of them. I mean, right now they have... Who do they have injured right now? Vardy? And... uh Johnny Evans, both out. That's bad news. Doesn't matter, though. I'm still going to take them. Leicester City versus Watford. I'm going to take Leicester City. Said the KP as well. I think that's another That's another definite <clears throat> advantage. West Ham leads. This will be a good match. I am going to take West Ham United, though, to beat Leeds United. And Man United Villa... I'm going to take, hmm, this is an interesting one. At Old Trafford, Man United, Villa. You know, why don't I, t let, I'll tell you what, let's uh, really step out on this one. Let's take Villa over Man United. I don't, I'm looking at the odds and I can't find them, so you'll excuse me. It's just not that they're not available on the site. I have a, a paper printout and, um, there's an awful lot of names and teams on here because, it, of course, it is the FA Cup. Uh, so that will wrap up the Premier League versus Premier League. They've got Championship 
versus non-league. Okay, folks, I'm going to pick Reading over Kidderminster and Bournemouth over Yeovil. Championship versus League Two. I'm picking uh, Middlesbrough over Mansfield. I'm picking uh, Blackpool over Hartlepool. I'm picking Barnsley over Barrow. I'm picking Peterborough over Bristol Rovers. And on Sunday, Luton over Harrogate. I'm, if you care, I'm picking Luton. And Stoke versus Leighton Orient. Stoke. Championship versus League One. I've got to take Queen's Park Rangers. Got to take Wigan. Got to take Birmingham over Plymouth. Championship versus championship. We just got a couple more. Bear with me here. Bristol City, Fulham. I'm going to take Bristol City. Coventry, Derby. Derby County in a mess, but I'm going to take them over Coventry. Cardiff, Preston. Going to take Preston. And League One versus non-league. Well, I'm going to take uh, Boreham Wood. This is the upset, folks. There you go. That's it. FA Cup picks. I know there was a lot. You can get onto betonline.ag. Go ahead and use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, get 50% bonus on your first deposit. Make it happen. Uh, this is kind of why the FA Cup is fun, right? Lots to talk about despite the lack of Premier League action. But it is going to be a wicked, fun weekend of FA Cup football. More matches than you can stay, shake a stick at. I want to say they're all on ESPN. Um, pretty sure they're all on ESPN uh, 3. Watch ESPN, where you can catch basically every FA Cup match ever in the history of the world. <laughs> That's always a good thing, right? Because it's uh, it's uh, super fun. Yeah, the FA Cup is all on ESPN. They've got all the matches, folks. Bristol City, Fulham, Coventry, Derby, Mansfield, Middlesbrough, Hartlepool, Blackpool. I mean, looking at this right now, how cool is that? Burnley, Huddersfield, the list goes on and on and on. They have it all. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. We're presented by BetOnline.ag. Uh, I'm going to step aside and be right back to wrap it up here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio. You know, we need to talk more about the impact these herky-jerky seasons are having on the one thing that makes the global game so fascinating, which is its consistency and its, I would say, incessancy, but that's not a word, frequency. You know, when we have teams that don't play because of COVID or they got too many this or too many that, as I've told you before, COVID is here. COVID isn't going anywhere. We have to adjust. And I'm sorry, these players, they're gonna, Man United are going to offer Paul Pogba £400,000 a month, a week, excuse me, a week. Okay, for £400,000 a week, Pogba, you can sit in a bloody bubble, okay? These players should not be getting COVID. These players should be isolated. They should be kept away from everybody. If this is what they want to do, otherwise cancel the bloody season. Let everyone go around their thing, just like we did before, and then come back. But it's really ridiculous, and there really is no excuse for what these players are making, for the amount of money that is changing hands here. They need to bubble these teams like they used to. There are far too many COVID outbreaks happening in these clubs that is telling me that they don't have really any COVID protocols that work. 
And I'm the first one to say I hate wearing a mask. I hate doing this. I don't like doing that. I don't, by the way. But I do. I do wear a mask. And you should wear a mask. But you and I aren't getting, you know, half a million dollars a week. If we were, believe you me, if someone says you're getting half a million dollars a week, you've got to stay in your bedroom and come out at game time, I'd say, "Mm, okay, great. What's on the telly? I think kind of we all feel that way, right? All right, well, look, we'll pick this discussion up on Monday. Have a great weekend, folks. Enjoy the FA Cup football. Just a reminder, head over to betonline.ag. I want to thank all the folks at Sports Byland Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, and the Believe Network. Check out the podcast. I'll speak to you on Monday. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.